Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. And I'm your host. Because otherwise, I would just be this random person talking to you and like, why is she on? She's not the host. What's she talking about? No, I actually am the host of this show. It's true. Um, like I was, we were just talking about with the the CEO of Inspired Choices and my producer tonight, Christine McIver, saying it's four years. I'm like, I know. I actually win the award on the station, guys. There hasn't officially been an award given, but I do have the most number of of uh, shows in the archives. Just saying, and uh, probably the most where we've said penis or vagina. So I win. On that front, I will be making myself an award, and I will eventually post a picture of that when I actually make the award, just because I'm going to get one. Four years. It's not like a five-year thing. It's just like a random four-year thing, like 193 episodes. It's just like a weird number, right? So, you know, it's cool. And after, you know, that many episodes, how on earth do you come up with interesting content that's what people keep asking me. How do you come up with interesting content? First, I'm like, thanks for thinking I have interesting content. And B, I'm crazy. So that is, you know, those are the two factors. And I always find something interesting. Somebody will say something that will pique my interest that will have me have a title. And that's what uh, occurred today, actually, was Dinner with Friends brought this topic out. Boyerism. And exhibitionism. True story. So for those of you who are uh, brand spanking new to me and to this show, uh, just know we do talk about all things naughty on here. If you have children under the age of 18 and would like them to be educated quickly in all things fun and sexy, keep them on here. If you would not like them to be educated in all things fun and sexy, then you might want to put on some earbuds. Um, definitely listen to me while driving because I'm hilarious and it's worth it while you're driving to have a few laughs, especially if you live in big, big cities with lots of traffic, especially on this topic of voyeurism and exhibitionism because by all means, if you are driving and your shirts are off or your pants are off, you know, you're actually matching what's going on with the show, which is cool. Um, side note, truth be told, I have driven naked on two occasions, just saying. And it was a bit of an exhibitionist moment for me. Uh, the first time I was like 17, driving with my pants off, but my underwear off too. And I was like 17 or 18. And at the time I was working like about 80 kilometers from home. I'm like 17 or 18. I'm like a horny 17 or 18 year old. So... Um, I just like looking back on this, I'm so, so grateful that there were no cell phones at the time. 
because I passed like a large bus while taking care of business. And I can't get arrested for something that happened like 26 years ago. Um, so taking care of business on a road uh, while a bus was passing me. Yep. But it was like then or like not going to happen. And it was one of those, you know, when you're just that sexually pent up, it's, it's either you got to either pull over and take care of business in some public bathroom, um, which I have also done. But it's and I realize as I'm talking that I might be more of an exhibitionist than I thought I was. Um, and the second time I was 19 and I had a really bad sunburn and my clothes hurt. So I drove with my clothes off. Um, well, I was not the driver that time, actually. I was the passenger. So I think I distracted my boyfriend at the time. We made it home alive and safe, and that was fine. Uh, so that was good. Yeah. So those are kind of like some exhibitionists. Well, oh, my God. Now that I think about it, I've had many multiple exhibitionist experiences in my life. So um, like sex in public and such. And... <laughs> so, there are great comments in the chat room, but only you can only see them if you actually join us in the chat room because, you know, you you actually have to participate to see some of the funny things going on in there. So uh, other exhibitionist moment that I had was uh, 20, over 25 because of who I was dating, um, sex in a public park in the daytime. Uh, yep, so did that. And I've done many, like, sex in publics and cars, but hasn't everybody done that? But this was, like, in public, in front of a tree, like, like naked, um, naked in front of a tree. Yeah. So those are some of my exhibitionist stories. And I bet if you are even semi-curious and semi-sexual as a, as a being, you've probably gotten yourself naked in circumstances that you weren't even thinking and you were just like pent up and you're like woohoo right now right now i had to go for this this is gonna be good and you know the clothes come off and and just think actually yeah okay now i'm really thinking back um i have pictures of me running around when i was like three two or three my parents were still married so it was probably two or three um, and probably all of this stems from, you know, early childhood issues with my father needing attention. So I was running around uh, really mad and my mom was t my mom just thought it was hilarious. So she took a picture of me running around naked in the backyard of our apartment building and she couldn't she could catch me enough to take a picture of me because I was running like a wild woman in an apartment building backyard. with I don't know how many people, but I didn't care. I was so mad. I just took off all my clothes and started running with my blankie, crying and holding my blankie and running naked, free as the wind. I think that's just such a great testament to, actually, that's a great testament to who I am as a person. <laughs> when I get frustrated, I just want to get naked and work it out. Now, luckily for me, my husband knows that. And he's like, honey, you look, you look upset. You look stressed. Are you tired or hungry or do you need sex? You know, he gets it. He gets it. Thank God. Thank God he gets that when I am just frustrated, I might need to become an exhibitionist and get naked. Uh, it's, it's all good. So what 
actually is exhibitionism. If we take just the word itself, exhibitionist is actually one who partakes in an exhibition. So you could be at an exhibition showing off your tractor. You are an exhibitionist. You are one who exhibits. But we're not talking about that, are we? No, because we're on the pleasure zone. So we got to take it up a notch to the naughty level. And when we're talking about the naughty level of it, this is actually the psychosexual sense of it came in around 1893. Probably Freud, um, because Freud is actually the one who really talked more about boyerism. Um, and he actually had it as, as a, uh, what is it called? As a fetish. And as a fetish, it was called scopophiliacs. So scopophiliacs, just like the word scope, like a scope, when you look at something in Greek, scopia, observation, um, and throw an ism to it, it's the practice of observation, scopophiliac. Well, the voyeurism actually is French. So voyeur is to view or to see. And so you throw your ism on that and you actually get the practice of viewing people. But truly, the actual, the actual um, where it became something of a sexual deviance was really when you know people started to look at the mind and they started to look at and decipher behaviors, and it didn't actually become a sort of uh, a psychosexual connotation until we had people like Freud trying to break down and figure out why do people do this? Because truly, when you look at history, there have been a lot of circumstances where um, people have used um, things like voyeurism and exhibitionism. So for one, you can look at, you know, you look at back in the day when orgies were big, so we'll just take the Greeks and the Romans because they were all about orgies because they were all about orgies probably before the French were um, from what I've ever read because they just knew what was going on in the world and they were actually the center of the universe, let's face it. And so at that time, you were having orgies, people were watching each other. There's all kinds of depictions uh, in old ancient Greek art where, you know, there's... Uh, there's threesomes going on or orgies going on and you've got the spectators standing off in the corner viewing everybody who's having pleasure and they're like either masturbating or whatever. So voyeurism is actually pretty pretty old school common. I mean, I would think that from the time where we decided that we needed to hide our bodies, voyeurism probably became the top-notch thing to do to achieve pleasure. So voyeurism isn't just about what, like there is this level of it's about to see and to watch, the act of watching, but it's also because you derive pleasure from usually catching people uh, without them knowing, right? So you're actually gaining sexual pleasure from watching others when they are either like taking their clothes off or they're engaged in sexual activity, um, things that we would consider naughty, right? So things that, well, probably not anymore, but things historically we would consider naughty, especially Victorian times, we would consider that highly naughty. I mean, showing your ankles was outrageous and men who looked at ankles were like, ooh, so naughty. And you look at the French, you know, during the 17th, 18th century, burlesque dancers. That would have been a great source for 
voyeurs to go out and watch women get naked. So when you look at it as as something there, you know, now it's become more of like a thing where you're doing it by surprise, where they don't know that you're doing it. And it's evolved. Like at one point, it was just the act of watching people uh, in sexual acts or getting naked. And now it's it's more of a uh, surprise attack. Ooh, I watched you have sex. Ooh, I watched you get naked. And the other person who's being watched is supposed to not be aware of it. Um, which is actually causing a lot of problems now. I don't know if you guys are aware of these problems, but, you know, if you are being caught in the act of sex and people are spying on you and, say, taking photos or videos and they're spreading it throughout the Internet, that's actually an illegal act um, of voyeurism. And that is going extreme. And that is invasion of privacy. Just as much as, you know, looking into somebody's window when, you know, they're walking around their house naked could be an evasion of privacy, too, if you're, you know, driving by their house, which by, you know, too much information I'm going to share with you guys. But I do walk around my house naked and every once in a while cars do slow down and I'm like, well, what you going to do? Uh, luckily, my windows are up high, so they might only catch my boobs and part, maybe my boobs, maybe not. Um, so it's really not a big deal, but <laughs> it's... It's like um, when, when, um, when, say, people who live in glass buildings, you know, there's a lot of condominiums in large cities, especially. And I remember being 19, and I had a boyfriend who lived in one of these giant glass condos. And one day we were just like looking out. Uh, we had clothes on, but we, which was unusual. But we were looking out the window, and we could see across the way in another building, like directly across. Windows fully open, people doing it. Um, that That's a bit of an exhibitionism. And we stood there and watched. So I guess we became voyeurs. But hey, if you don't want us to see it, close the blinds. That's, you know, one way to approach it, I suppose. So if you are... If you are feeling like you don't want to be spied on, perhaps perhaps make sure that your environment is one where you can close the doors and the windows and that you aren't going to get caught. But if you have a secret fantasy about getting caught, then by all means, go for it. Maybe it's going to add a little uh, yummy love, good times to your life, and you can enjoy it. So it's... Uh, <laughs> So this is fun because uh, my producer friend, Christine, is saying, do you remember the couple in her backyard that were doing it in the middle of the day? I actually do. It was when you were living in Etobicoke. I remember that story. Too funny. <laughs> These things happen. So random. So, so hmm, enjoy the scene. But, uh, yeah, there's so much to talk about with voyeurism and exhibitionism, even though they seem like new terms because they're only from, like, the 1800s and 1900s. Uh, the real acts of them go way, way back. So we have lots and lots to talk about still. So I just want to remind you guys, you are listening to The Sweet, Sweet Pleasure Zone. And I am your host, Melitzi Allen H., and for if you feel like it, if you feel like coming back and listening to the rest of this wild and wacky program, you can do so. We're actually going to head to a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about voyeurism and exhibitionism. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. What are we talking about today on The Pleasure Zone? Well, we're talking about voyeurism and exhibitionism. I know you guys are all so thrilled that we are talking about all things naughty because it's fun. It's fun to talk naughtiness. And, you know, for some reason, too, people like to just say, hey, when I was listening to your show, I took care of business. Um, and I'm like, that's great. I'm so glad that you you feel like telling me that and there's sort of even telling people that there's a bit of an exhibitionist edge to that especially um i think that exhibitionism is on the rise for sure uh where before we might have streakers you know the 70s and 60s well the 60s was all free love and everybody had their clothes off anyway i wasn't in this body at that time but this is what i'm going by um and you know it, still in the 70s i do remember streakers and even in the 80s, there was the random streaker. Now, it's like, who cares if you're streaking? I get so many, like, naked uh, penis pictures on Facebook that it's not like a big deal. It's like one big streak festival going on. So it's just a really funny thing where back in the back in the day, it was kind of, like, obscure and hardly ever happened. Or maybe we just didn't know about it because we didn't have social media spreading it around like wildfire. But maybe there were, you know, guys with Polaroids taking pictures and just sticking them in an envelope, writing down a random, like, address, you know, sending it to Timbuktu, um, woman in Hut 5, 
and then woman in five opens up her envelope and bam, there is a penis pic on Polaroid. First, she's like, what is this thing I'm looking at? What kind of, and why is it so small? I think she would be surprised in Timbuktu if she actually saw some of the penis pics that I see. She'd be like, oh, that's unusually small. But, you know, that's that's her life. And that's what happened back with Polaroid days. And people can just send you penis pictures all over the place online. So for the exhibitionists back in the day, they had to get a little more creative. Whether it was running through the streets naked, uh, having sex in front of the window of your condominium, or um, another time I saw some exhibitionists, I was in London, England, walking home from my friend's wedding, and right on a main street in a house in England, and I don't know if you know a lot of the houses in London, are pretty much right on the edge of the street that you walk on, and this was too, and and you could pretty much tap the people's uh, living room window window, you know, curtains fully open, um, full on woman giving a guy oral sex. Yeah, it was just like so casual. I'm like, wow, I'm not in Amsterdam, but I feel like I am. So it's, you know, people have been doing exhibitionism for as long as they've been doing voyeurism for as long as we've been alive, I would think. Um, you know, I think about cavemen. Were they exhibitionists? You know, was caveman Joe sitting in his cave and then he was like, oh, uh, I'm bored. I'm just going to. And then he just takes off his loincloth and his furs and he starts running around and the tigers are chasing him. Ah, it kind of like spoiled the moment, but he still tried. And the next person tried after him because, you know, you want to keep spirit alive. You don't want to want to kill exhibitionism, but somewhere Joe the caveman started this and he was definitely running around, taking his loincloth off, yelling things like, check this out, Winifred, um, because that's what cavemen called each other. Um, or maybe I should be more technical with it, like Cro-Magnon man. Um, that's what they called each other, Winifred and Joe. And, you know, Winifred was like, oh, Joe, why do you always have to throw that thing in my face? I have too many children already. And, you know, it just could, it could have been like that. Or Joe could have been also bored and he could have been a voyeur walking out of his cave, peeking into Winifred's cave, seeing what was going on, wondering what Winifred was up to. And I bet Winifred knew about clitorises because even though they didn't have a name for it, I bet Winifred was aware of her body. She was probably having some fun, stroking it off for the universe. And there goes Joe watching her, just like wowed by the whole experience. Probably, you know, joins in, does a little exhibitionism, because I think voyeurism can lead to exhibitionism. Like guys sitting in a tree looking at a woman taking her clothes off in her bedroom, takes his pants off and starts masturbating. Do you see how voyeurism can lead to exhibitionism, right? I think that they're in line with each other and that's that's a really it's a natural progression. If you are a voyeur, you will likely become an exhibitionist. And when you look at the whole concept of of voyeurism throughout throughout history, even we'll just look at the last century, how much it's it's growing and developed and how easy it is for people to access um, their voyeuristic instincts uh, or tendencies. And so, say, let's start uh, with 
with the burlesque dancers because they were so naughty. Um, and then moving into photos, you know, as photos started to become available, there were naughty photos back in the 1800s, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. There were naughty photos. I know that's kind of hard to believe, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Hugh Hefner who invented taking pictures of women naked. This goes back. Um, and so, you know, you'd have your naked photos of women uh, or close to it, maybe not fully naked, although there were some art photos that were fully naked or so they called them art because they were tastefully done and women weren't sticking things in their vaginas. I don't know. I did do a show on the difference between art and pornography uh, about a year or two ago. So you can look for that title. I think it was like art and pornography was the title. So when looking at, um, again, voyeurism in this century alone, we go from photos, we go, so people taking photos of other people, making it look like it's like a hidden incident. Um, there were definitely hidden incidents where people were getting photos taken of them and they weren't aware of it. There was big scandals in the 60s and 70s and probably prior to that as well of models who were being duped who you know would go into change rooms and people were taking photos of them undressing selling those photos out in the world so um and i remember that because i used to watch wkrp in cincinnati and that was on one of the episodes so that's where i get that reference from but i actually know that, that was true because uh there was like scandals going on about that quite a lot during the uh, late 70s and 80s. So, so we have that. We have so we've got the photos, and then cameras come along, and and we've got people who are natural born voyeurs uh, who are actually doing sex studies in in history. We've got um, the Kinsey report. We've got Johnson and Johnson's reports. A lot of them did video archival reports of people's sex acts. And as much as they could call them studies, you cannot tell me that these people did not enjoy their work. They enjoyed it and they went home and either had a great time with their lover or spanked it off something fierce because there is no way that they spent a whole day watching people um, doing interesting uh, and creative sex acts and didn't get turned on by it. They wouldn't have kept doing their work. Oh, what a tragic day, Sir Kinsey. I came home and it was, I'm so exhausted from watching people pleasure themselves. It was an awful day. Oh, it's so terrible. Um, you know, as all of, of course, that's how all of Kinsey's uh, assistants talked. They were all just, you know, exhausted from watching the pleasure. It was really, really tough stuff. Hard work, you know. So, but then, we also have now we have so that there's film right there's access to film and people are being able to do home video at that point and then it moves on right and we get easier access to home videos and now in the last 10 years or even less we have access to film on our cameras which is so easy to find and so easy to access that it's actually uh it's almost like threatening in some ways when when um George Orwell wrote in 1984, and I hope I got that reference right. Um, the idea of Big Brother watching you is so freaking true that we have, I mean, Big Brother, Aunt Matilda, um, the farmer down the road, because I have farmers down the road, all of them, all of them have cell phones that all have cameras on them, that all have video on them. They could walk by my house when I'm 
walking around naked, they could video that. They could throw that online. Hashtag crazy lady, sexy pants. Hashtag sexy pants. Hashtag crazy lady. Um, and, you know, that they could just do that. I couldn't do much about it because they have their camera, unless I could catch them and trace their IP addresses, they're going to get away with it. And that's unfortunate, but true. And it's actually ruined some people's lives. Um, so, you know, if be, just ask for kindness on this planet. So please be kind. If you are going to be a voyeur, keep it to yourself. You don't have to take videos and spread it around. Um, and I think there's an innate quality about people who take videos that are keeping the videos that, um, for their pleasure that, that they are, they have to be voyeurs, like people who are in pornography, who are the cameramen for pornography, they kind of have to be voyeurs in order to enjoy their job or even to be on their job. They, it's, I think it's part of the, the contract. You, are you a voyeur? Yes. Okay. You can have this job. And the people who are in, um, you know, in pornography definitely have to be exhibitionists. They enjoy um, sex acts in public places or being viewed during sex acts or nudity and all that jazz. So, you know, pornography is an amazing setup for voyeurs and exhibitionists to get together and party. I know. Sometimes I go on like these crazy, crazy rants from like Crow Magnon Man, uh, stroking it off in a cave all the way to pornography modern day. It's how I roll. It's how my brain rolls. It's how the pleasure zone works. It's kind of the way um, the pleasure zone operates. So yeah, stick with me and you'll find out more. We're actually going to um, head to a break. I just want to remind you, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And I will be happy and thrilled and tickled and pleased to have you come back and listen to more on voyeurism and exhibitionism after this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. 
Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. Tonight we're talking about voyeurism and exhibitionism. So I had some strange and bizarre ponderings over the break um, because that's how I fly. And I'm thinking and I'm wondering that I'm wondering. Now, this is weird, but I'm wondering. uh, You know, if we take this grander scale, if we go from in our home environments, um, you know, people might walk by and see us through a window. I'm looking at a grander scale. Um, well, I always say God's watching you, and I think most children must feel that Santa's a voyeur as well if they knew what that was. Um, and I'm thinking Santa, the voyeur, the new pornography that's coming out next Friday, starring me. Um, so... He's watching you. And so I'm wondering if we take it even bigger and we go beyond Santa and God, because beyond Santa and God is huge. (laughs) If we go beyond that to other life forms from other planets. Now, my thoughts on this are, heck, are there other life forms on other planets? If you were at my house last night, you would agree. Just saying. Um, but I live in a strange area, and there's no denying it. And everybody up here is like, hell yeah, there's aliens. Um, and yeah, so there you go. And so I'm like wondering last night as I'm talking to some kind of interesting craft in the sky. And I was like, hey, guys, come visit me. And Ziva's like, Ziva's my daughter, by the way. And she's like, no, no, I'm afraid of them. And we're all staring. My husband's like, wow, I think you're right. I think that's a spacecraft. And we're all like wowed by the the, you know, the thought that the aliens might be watching us because I'm looking at them and I'm like, hey, come closer. And then they like, and then I'm like, wow, this is crazy. We're having a fun time with spacecrafts. So if they can, if they can, aliens, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you guys are voyeurs, I would like to have one of you as a guest on my show. That would be freaking awesome. So, okay, that might happen. We'll see. We'll see in the future. Will I get an alien on my show from another planet as my guest talking about their joy of voyeurism of watching people on this planet. But that voyeurism might be different. They might not even like enjoy watching us have sex. They might be like, huh, you guys are so uh, rudimentary in your ways, body parts together. Please. There's other ways that you can have pleasure. There's so many easier ways to have pleasure. I don't even know why you guys have bodies. They're so clunky and poorly operating and, there's so many better ways to to be in this universe. Ugh. I think they're rolling their eyes at us as we even are like trying to have sex. And they, they might laugh. We might be like a comedy show to them. Look at that. They make those funny sounds. That's ridiculous. Don't they know they could just implant thoughts into each other's, you know, beings and then babies are born? There's, and they could just expand each other's universes by a thought or, you know, bam, something. Maybe they have something beyond thoughts. 
here's a little energy and bam, orgasm. So they probably think we're pretty rudimentary if the aliens are watching us and they are voyeurs and they both find joy and hilarity in watching our sex acts because in my opinion, the aliens would have the kind of tech that's required to go into your windows, go into your homes. I mean, we've already got GPS satellites and that's, that can like view into your house practically. Uh, you think aliens couldn't tap that? Oh yeah, they could. They're beyond that. Or sure, they're in spaceships. Let's face it, they're way beyond us. So that's one thought I had on break. Yeah, that was a very immense thought. I know that it took me four minutes to get that thought out and I had it in a split second. That's how my brain works. That is just how I operate. And my other question is, are ghost voyeurs? And I thought this a lot as a child. And there is the woman who got famous uh, in England for saying she has sex with ghosts. And I thought, bitch, she got out there before I did talking about that. Damn it. Anyways, maybe next time I just need to be even more out there and more vocal about, hey, you can have sex with ghosts if you want to. They're just energies. Um, But I feel like some ghosts are voyeurs. And I also feel like some people um, can travel energetically. Like I know people can travel energetically. So I feel like sometimes I actually pull the energy in. So it's like a voyeuristic experience without having the actual bodies in the room. Um, and I sometimes, you know, dial up people and I'm like, hey, were you, did you feel that? Were you there? And they're like, hey, 15 minutes ago? I'm like, yep, cool, we're on it. So I do know that there's a level that we're operating at energetically that we could be voyeurs in each other's universes. Like we could, we could actually have out of body experiences. We could do um, remote viewing and go into people's houses if we wanted to and check out what they're up to. Um, so if we can do that with bodies, I think, heck yeah, we could do it without bodies. And Honestly, if I was a ghost and I was wandering around this planet and haven't like chosen to change or go to some other place or be space or whatever else is possible, um, I'd probably just have fun wandering around and assisting people, you know, like somebody's masturbating and just like tickle their nipple while they're doing their thing and walk away and laugh to myself. Ha ha ha. And they're like, what just happened? I'd probably like want to get a little involved. I'd be more like a poltergeist. I could like affect bodies and movement and change and like environments. I wouldn't want to keep it subtle. I'd want to have more involvement, more activity. So, uh, you know, if, if there are, uh, and there are, and sometimes there are entities you don't really want involved, uh, by all means, you absolutely have choice to uh, say, hey, you voyeuristic entities who are watching me take a poo. Like, can you get out of here? So they, you know, sometimes they're just everywhere and you just got to, like, be space and ask them to go away. It's cool. It's all cool. You just do that and they will. Um, but if, by all means, if you want to, if you want to have um, the experience and pull them in and have some fun times like orgies with ghosts, bring it on. And maybe they're just watching you. Maybe you've got, like, a whole bukake incident with ghosts who are like masturbating to you masturbating but it's all ghosts so it's not messy in the end it's just like energetic come on you okay that was taking it too far if this episode never gets played again 
consider you guys selves lucky that you got to listen to that part of it because sometimes we go on to other networks and stations and stuff and sometimes my episodes go a little too far and they don't get to be on other networks. A lot of other people have more self-control than I have, um, but I'm doing okay. I haven't sworn a lot in this episode, so I'm doing really good. Um, I'm just talking about weird, really weird things, and I understand that. So there's, there is lots of information out there in the world on voyeurism and exhibitionism. I wanted to give you guys my take. And there are actually definitions because it's considered a medical issue to, to have, to, to be a voyeur. So the American Psychiatric Association has actually classified certain voyeuristic fantasies, urges, and behavior patterns as a paraphilia. And if you guys remember from my show that I did on, um, fetishes, you'll remember that paraphilias are, are like, a paraphilia is the experience of intense sexual arousal to atypical objects, situations, fantasies, behaviors, or individuals. So, you know, voyeurism can fall in that category of a fetish. Um, so in that, it's actually been diagnosed as a paraphilia in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual. DSM-4 is the one, I guess, is the most current one for psychiatric evaluation, which has been out for like 20 years, which surprises me because the DSM-4 came out when I was in studying psych in university. So that was like 1994. I thought they might have changed a few things by then, but at that time they had just they had just chosen in the DSM-4 to take homosexuality um, out of being a, uh, a, a, psycho, a psychological disturbance or whatever, like you couldn't say somebody had a psychiatric problem because they were homosexual. So that was in 1994 that occurred. So, um, and it hasn't changed. There's not a lot in that manual has changed since then, if that's the most updated version. So that's interesting. And if if a person does act on the urges, uh, the voyeuristic fantasies or the urges, um, or the sexual urges or fantasies car, cause distress or interpersonal difficulty, then it's a problem. It's a it's actually described as a disorder of sexual preference in something which is uh, is called the uh, International Statistical Classification of Diseases, which is the ICD, um, which is used by you know, the World Health Organization for codes for diseases, uh, symptoms, signs, uh, abnormal findings and stuff, complaints and social circumstances. So that's another uh, diagnostic kind of tool. But the DSM-4 itself defines voyeurism as the act of looking at unsuspecting individuals, usually strangers who are naked in the process of disrobing or engaging in sexual activity. The diagnosis would not be given to people who experience typical sexual arousal simply by seeing nudity or sexual activity. In order to be diagnosed with voyeuristic disorder, the symptoms must persist for over six months and the person in question must be over the age of 18. Which I think is interesting because one of my questions actually that I posed um, in the post of this was... Um, my question of this was, when does this start? How do we know that we are um, we are voyeurs? Like, how do you define that? Like, when you're a kid and you're just like, hey, curious bodies, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, to have six months, you actually have to have six months in of your behavior 
um, is pretty interesting and be over the age of 18. So if you're 17 and doing this, hey, you're A-OK. But on your 18th birthday, if you continue and persist this and it's been over six months, you can be diagnosed. So pretty wild and interesting, isn't it? And there, there's so much more fun things to talk about on this topic of voyeurism and exhibitionism, which we totally will do. We still have a few minutes left of the show, and we actually do have a caller going to call in. But we are actually going to head to break first. And when we come back from our break, we'll take the caller. So I want to remind you guys, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we're going to head off to a commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza LNH, and sometimes I forget my last name. But we are uh, we are talking about voyeurism and exhibitionism, and we have a caller on tonight. How exciting. It's so random that I get callers, and um, I'm glad I actually know this caller. I usually actually do know the callers who are brave enough to call in. So um, welcome, caller. I don't know if I'm to use your name or not, but I will welcome my caller tonight. What? And I'm just wondering, hi. Are you sure you know me? Yeah, I, I do know I know you, sir. <laughs> okay, so I have I, I have one burning question that, that just arose while I was listening to your show, and then, and then another one while I continued listening. 
So uh, they're, awesome. they're just two, and, and I'll ask them briefly and then let you answer them. Um, as a ghost, if you're wandering by in one of your voyeuristic uh, movements and you tweak a nipple, do you tweak the left one or the right? It Really, because I'm a ghost, I'm actually really aware of which one would create more pleasure, so I'd go for that one. And would that be because of the hardness of the nipple or just the general color? Um, it would just be because of my awareness of, like, would the left one create more of, like, a response in the body that's orgasmic or would the right one? And sometimes it's both. Like, you want to get in there with both and just as a ghost, you want to tweak both, which is more of a shock to the person. But I could I could easily just go with um, the right or the left, depending on which one would create right, greater right. for the person. But if you're doing both, would they be simultaneously or alternately? Yeah, I think I would probably, my what I'm aware of is I would want to go simultaneous because I wouldn't want to go one, pause the other. It's a little distracting if you're masturbating to have somebody touch, touch. You know, it'd be like both on or one on. And it's and then, uh, so it's otherwise it's like too, for me, it's like too distracting. I would want to be, would want to give them the most out of it. So That's kind a of great a question, thing. though. Wax on yeah, like if I become walk. a ghost before you, that's what I'm going to do for you. Well, that would be really appreciated, but um, but but my left is a little hypersensitive, so you might want to go for the right. Okay, and I would be aware of that as a ghost because I would like know those things. I think it's amazing that you have corporeal awareness when, even though you've lost your body, that's 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 almost transcendent. Yeah, I would, ha I would actually have knowledge of the universe because I don't have the body encumbering me and like actually preventing me from having all awareness. I think my my body would limit my awareness right now. I could understand some pleasure, but then without my body, I could understand all of it, including pleasures of the body. That's my thought I, on I, that. I, I just have one last question. Um, awesome. Uh you mentioned that the WHO uses ICS and the DSM uh, extensively. Would you happen to know if a belief in ghosts past the age of 18 is classified in either of those journals? It probably should be. Um, and in that case, I should probably be classified with that. <laughs> so, I think it actually is, <laughs> for real. Um, I haven't checked that, but I will. <laughs> if you believe in ghosts past the age of 18, you may be classified in the DSM under delusional or something. Yeah. So I could probably go with that. And aliens, too, right? Like, I could probably be classified as insane for that, too. And I'm cool with that. I just don't have anything to say that I'm certified. Like, if I'm going to have a certificate, I want to say that I'm certified insane. Not just, like, half insane. I want to be certified. Certified crazy. Yeah, like, then you feel authentic. You know, you're not just pretending to be crazy. You are authentic. Sure. Well, I, I, I've only met you once, but if it, if it, uh, if it makes any difference, I, I, I believe you're certifiably crazy. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad we both agree. That is great. And, and certifiably cool. Thanks for taking my call and have a great show. Thanks for your great questions, caller. So, see, like all of it, <laughs> I will. So, even listening to this show, if, if you actually gain a little bit of pleasure listening to this show, um, you might have some voyeuristic tendencies. And I have a few friends who have listened to every single episode of, of my show. I would say that because you've done it for more than six months in a row and you're sneaking in to this, although you're not watching me get naked physically, I'm getting like 
emotionally and spiritually uh, vulnerable. So that's like being naked in front of all of you. So um, does that class, does that qualify? That's maybe that might qualify. And uh, so cool. Like everybody who's listening to my show and I'm all on my show. Um, maybe all you guys are voyeurs and maybe that's why this show can, is just so fun to be part of. It's like, I'm being an exhibitionist in front of you guys. And we all know I've been doing that forever. Just carrying on who I am throughout the world, being me, changing the world, one little naked bum at a time, running around, crying my eyes out with my blankie, going crazy. It's all good. We've all had our moments where sometimes you just feel like stripping naked, like the whole world is just too much and you just want to rip it all off and just scream like a wild hyena. I get that. It's intense. The world is intense. So you might just become an exhibitionist by accident, by just stripping your clothes off and getting really excited about things or frustrated. Ah, like the Hulk, he was like an exhibitionist ripping his shirt off because he was angry. I think I was like that. And I did watch the Hulk as a kid. So I might have been emulating him. I have so many psychological traumas from my childhood, but I went to therapy for 14 years and I'm still messed up. Let's face it. Um, I think it's just a matter of uh, living life and having fun. So I don't currently have a topic for next week because I haven't had dinner with some really interesting people lately to actually have a topic, but I'm sure I will come up with a topic for you guys ASAP to let you know. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm forever doing interesting things, and I've got a really cool weekend coming up with some gals in the uh, Prince Edward County area of Ontario, and it's called Awakening Your Senses, and that's uh, September 13th to 16th, and we're going to be doing things like sniffing oils and blah, 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 but actually it's going to be um, you know, lovely oils like lavender and such, uh, aromatherapy and art and uh, martial arts because you can go from one extreme to the other, meditating to martial arts, although there is a lot of meditating in martial arts. So um, I want to uh, let you guys know about that. You can find that. You can message me on any one of my social media platforms or you can just message me through my website and I will send you links to register for that. It is limited to 12 people and it's going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Plus, I'm going to be there. And if you ask me, I'm going to hold your bum. I might. I just might do that. So just stay turned on and tuned in until next week when we find out what the next topic is going to be on The Pleasure Zone. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.